Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. everyone and welcome to another episode of Elise in Wonderland. My name is Elise and I am the host and this is a show for those curious about the world, travel, culture and new perspectives. This week I am alone in the studio as Jin is in Korea. I hope he's listening right now, I highly doubt it, but maybe at a later date in the morning I will hear from him. So welcome everyone on this solo episode of Elise in Wonderland. So. Today I wanted to play some clips from a student interview I had with an incredible person by the name of Pramit Mehta. Pramit has traveled to Canada from India to pursue his studies here and his entire focus now is on giving back to the community here in Hamilton. Some pretty incredible work on his part and some amazing recognition has come to Pramit lately. Sort of a dream come true story where his selflessness was recognized in a really special way. When I first met Pramit, the first thing I noticed was his smile. And the second thing was that he wanted to find me because he was looking for ways to help out in the midst of all of the stress of my day and in the sometimes breakneck pace of the world of international education, his gentle nature stopped me in my tracks. He reminded me to slow down. More on that later. I also wanted to talk about this story in the context of so many students coming to Canada recently. Ontario especially, coming to start their life over. For some, it's a real struggle to succeed, and for others, success is a goal they will achieve at any cost. While everyone's socioeconomic situation is diverse, the hurdles are largely the same. Language, culture shock, acclimatization to a new education system, supporting large tuition fees, isolation, making new friends, and trust relationships learning rights as tenants and employees, being away from the comforts of tradition and family. In 2017, research from CBIE, the Canadian Bureau of International Education, cites that 95% of international students recommend Canada as a destination to study, and that 51% of students plan to apply to become permanent residents here. The top three reasons why they come to Canada? quality of our, of our education, our reputation as a non-discriminatory society, and our reputation as a safe place to live. With some recent pushback on immigration in the news these days, it's easy to understand how difficult it can be for newcomers, even in Canada, to feel like their voice is heard. Many stereotypes exist in the same vein for international students, and today we will break all of them with Pramit's story. Canada will remain a destination for students for some time, and by talking to Pramit, I got a better sense of what some of the hurdles were for his peers and how his outlook on life kept him positive and able to reach his goals. I'm going to cue up the first song, which uh, Pramit sent me. I asked him to send me a series of songs before I get into his interview tapes, um, songs that were monumental for him in his journey, and songs that really paint a picture of... Um, what his experience was like. This first song is called Beza Brian, 
And this is by uh, an artist called Sushant Singh Rajput. Uh, for all of you listening out there in Radio Land, I'm going to be posting links to these songs so that you can find them for yourselves on our Facebook page, at Elise Wonderland. That's at Elise1015 on Facebook. So I will play the song. It's about an Indian cricketer who was born in a poor family and he had to face financial difficulties uh, and being Indian, having to live up to his parents' expectations was the description given to me by Pramit. Uh, this, the person in this song went for what he wanted and he had to stay away from his family. He came across this in India and it inspired him to move here and to take a risk. So I'm going to play this first song for you and be back in a moment with Pramit's story. Benvenuti to Alice in Wonderland. Swagate Alice Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland de Oshingar Hanyang Mida. On 1015. 1015 the hog in Xin chào. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to Alice in Wonderland on 1015 the hog. It is 5:09 p.m. and we're talking, well, I'm talking <laughs> alone in the studio weird to not have someone talking back at me um, about a student interview that I had with a student at Mohawk College called Pramit Mehta. Um, I'm going to jump right into his first clip, but a little bit of context from him. Um, he, as I said in the introduction, he is an outstanding student that has done a lot at the college to give back to the community and was recently um, awarded some pretty big recognition for what he's done and uh, is a shining example of some of the amazing grit, hard work, and perseverance of some of our students. I'm going to play um, my first clip interview from Pramit. I hope you enjoy, and I'll be back in just a moment. So, Pramit, I really want to talk to you um, about some of the things that you are doing that are getting some amazing recognition by some people in our community, some people in our college, uh, as well as what your experience was coming from India, why you decided to come to Canada, a bit more about what you're studying and what are your future goals. So why don't we start at the very beginning. Um, tell me where you're from in India. Okay, so I am from Gujarat, Ahmedabad, the western part uh, of India. Mm -hmm. um, I did my CA, uh, the Chartered Accountancy course, and I also did my CMA, the Cost and Management Accounting thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I worked uh, for three years uh, as an intern uh, at a Chartered Accountants firm. Mm -hmm. in Ahmedabad, the place where I was born. Um, and after my CA, I also worked for an energy company for about two years. Um, yeah, and um, I, actually it was uh, a tough experience because uh, Indian CA is considered to be one of the toughest courses in India because the passing rate is about 8%. And wow. uh, yeah, so it's impressive. <laughs> so I got these designations along with my bachelor's degree in commerce um, at the age of 23. So there are a very handful of people in India who do all of these things together at the very first attempt. So I wow. um, actually worked uh, hard to get the designation. And I actually wanted to get an international perspective. I already have, uh, I already had um, the domestic uh, experience in accounting and mm -hmm. finance and taxation, but I wanted to get the uh, international perspective to accounts and finance. So um, 
I chose Canada because I, I have a family here. Um, my aunt and uncle stays in Brampton, so mm -hmm. and I heard some cool things about Canada, so I was really excited, but nervous at the same time as well because it's a new country and I uh, have to leave my family. Uh, obviously, India is 15,000 kilometers away from uh, Canada, and, and English is not my first language, so you know there, those communication barriers and everything. I was really nervous and anxious as well. So I came to Canada on 7th August 2017. Um, the day I landed, I was a little bit nervous to be honest, but I came to Mohawk on 27th August 2017. The first day, um, that was the first day I came to Mohawk, and I still remember um, I had to register at the International Square. And I, the first access point, the touch base point, was the staff member by the gym. Yeah. And the way they guided me helped me to release some of my pressure to be honest and when I first stepped into the International mm -hmm. Square at Mohawk College that nervousness and anxiety completely went off I mean what a welcome everyone had mm -hmm. such a welcoming and smiling face and they were so helpful so yeah and I enrolled uh, in the business accounting co-op program it's mm -hmm. I finished two semesters mm -hmm. uh, I will be doing my third semester in the uh, fall Wow. So I'm curious to know, what are the cool things you heard about Canada from your family members and how did they compare to the real thing? You could be honest. <laughs> to be really honest, uh, I heard cool things about the people of Canada and yeah. it really um, went, uh, it was really uh, true when I came, mm. when I experienced, when I faced uh, with the people of Canada, like I, I had, like for example, the Moab thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when I came here, the people were so supportive and mm. um, it, it really, it was a nice experience, yeah. So what, before we get into everything that, that you've been doing since you've gotten here, tell me a little bit about, okay, you told us about your first impression. What are some of the big differences, culture shock moments you had from living in India to now living in Canada? So in India, it's a little bit uh, traditional sometimes. So you have to follow the traditions and customs. You have to do things because you have to do things because it's mm, a society. It's the way. Yeah. yeah. But here, what I what I uh, realized is that uh, people would do only when they like to do certain things. So they're really honest and straightforward. That's what I really like about uh, people of Canada. Mm, that's great. So. Um, your experience here has been pretty positive, it mm -hmm. seems like. Yeah. Is there things that you really miss from back home? Um, initially, I missed the Indian food because <laughs> India is uh, famous for uh, those spicy Better foods. Food. <laughs> and we have this cool Pani Puri thing. Uh, <laughs> I love Pani Puri, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I missed I missed that initially, but like I'm okay. I, I have become like more Canadian now than... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm right in. Yeah, I'm right in. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about then um, you're in your you're in your program and you're in your third semester, is that mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. and you anticipate to graduate when? April 2020. So I would be out for, up, uh, for one year, starting January 2019 for a year, and then I would be back for the fourth semester in January 2020. Amazing. So since you came here, you have been recognized, um, been given some pretty amazing student awards. Can you talk to me about uh, why? why you were awarded? 
Sure. Um, so before I came here, I knew that English uh, is not the thing, is not my strength, and it's it's a third, it's my third language, right? So um, yeah. I knew that I had to volunteer to develop those communication skills, those leadership skills, and collaboration skills. So mm. um, I knew strategically before I came here where to volunteer, what places at Mohawk uh, I have to mm. volunteer. You did a lot of great preparation, <laughs> more than a lot of students do. That's great. Yeah. So what I did uh, from the very day one. Um, um, I started to volunteer at the International Square, the Student Life, and many different places. Yeah. <laughs> so I volunteered for about 150 hours within a span of uh, seven months here in Mohawk. Wow. Um, I also volunteered on behalf of CRA, the Canada Revenue Agency, on, on the, the CVITP program. So mm-hmm. we actually had camps at Mohawk, and we used to file tax returns for eligible individuals free of cost. Amazing. And I actually work as a past leader at the Learning Support Center, and I did the, I did many things like open houses, the international yeah. education weeks, and I was like at every place. To get that many volunteer hours, you would have to be everywhere yeah. at once and studying. Sure. And are you working on top of that too? Yeah, yeah. So wow. it, it was difficult uh, at the beginning, but I somehow managed to, you know, um, manage all things, uh, everything. Why did you want to volunteer so much? That? What was your motivation for volunteering? So, uh, while I was back in India, um, we actually uh, have uh, the educational uh, institution running. Our family is into the education business. So, we always, since 1947, we have been into this business and we always believe to give back to the community. So, I continued that legacy of giving back to the community. Even back in India, I was uh, volunteering uh, at our school. Um, mm. Yeah, so I continued that legacy and I will definitely give back mm. to the city of Hamilton and to Canada. Okay, that sounds pretty incredible. So tell me about the award you won then. All right, so um, because of uh, the volunteering hours that I put in, and Mm. I actually won a scholarship as well. Uh, Yes, and recently I won International Student Leader 2018 Award at the Celebration of Learning Awards. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So for those listening that aren't familiar with the Mohawk Awards, the Celebration of Learning Award is really the best of the best. Any amazing students from all program areas, all different, uh, you know, we have international awards, there's indigenous awards, there are program specific awards, the top awards go to this ceremony. So you're recognized there. Yeah, Great. yeah, it was really a fantastic experience. I mean, when I was volunteering, uh, at, when I was serving the community, I didn't have this thing in my mind. Even one of uh, one of the staff members from Student Life told that, oh, hey, you should apply for the Celebration of Learning Award. Mm-hmm. So I always work with, an ex- with no expectation. So that's mm-hmm. my motto. And out of the uh, recipients of the Celebration of Learning Awards, uh, five students had to be selected for the grand award that was $5,000 by Blair and Kathy McKeel. That's the McKeel uh, Community Involvement Award. Mm-hmm. And I also won that uh, last week. So. <laughs> last week? Yeah. Okay. Before we get into this crazy turn that just happened with the McKeels, who are amazing community members that really do support a lot of our students with scholarships and opportunities. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your parents coming here as well. So you have this amazing award. Your parents are here from India currently. Yeah. So tell me about what it was like for them their first time in Canada. They really felt amazing. Uh, and my dad is in love with Canada. <laughs> I don't know really? why. Yeah, he, he likes Canada. What are his favorite things? Um, he, he, lo- he loves poutine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic stereotype. I love it. 
<laughs> yeah, but I guess you can't find poutine in yeah. anything like it in mm. India. Okay, yeah. great. That's yeah. great. And uh, uh, actually, they were really happy when I got this award. And I it, bet. it was like a wedding day when I was invited for the grand award. Um, my sister got married um, on that day, and I was invited by my kids for a private dinner. And the $5,000 uh, gift that I won, it was a surprise for me as well. So, so, so. Oh, so this was a totally separate event where the McKeels invited you to honor you mm-hmm. at a, a private restaurant. Mm-hmm. So walk me through, you know, you got the invitation. Yeah. What were you thinking going into that dinner? What were you expecting was going to happen? I was I was literally expecting to meet new people and, and that's have it. dinner. Yeah, <laughs> have dinner and 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 then there's this plate coming to five of the students and so there were other students. Yeah, there there's four well. more. Okay, yeah. And um, they asked me to open the lid um, on the plate and when I opened it, it was a five thousand dollars check and I literally started crying when I, I saw it. I bet that. you did. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. So yeah. that was their contribution for the community involvement award. Mm-hmm. Uh, now. Something else happened that was pretty special with the McKeels. Talk a little bit about uh, the next amazing thing that they did. Yeah, so uh, it was um, a two-hour dinner. It was a long dinner, though. So they actually, uh, everyone, the dean of the uh, at Mohawk, the president, the director, everyone was there at the dinner as well. And Blair and Kathy McKeel, um, their sons, and the CEO of his company, April, was also there. Amazing. And then they were asking me questions and uh, like to everyone as well. And I think they got impressed by the way um, I was answering the questions and my the qualifications and everything. Mm-hmm. And he actually also, in, at the end, he invited me to his uh, place uh, along with my parents to have a coffee. Mm-hmm. So um, I, there was really, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the, we, we go uh, to, his, uh, to his place and while we're, we're, we're having coffee and we're chatting about the things and um, there was like, uh, Pramit, uh, why don't you start working at one, in one of our companies that's beginning January? I was like, oh, wow, seriously? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So is this going to be for your co-op? Then? For the co-op, yeah. So you're going to be working in McKeel Marine? McKeel Marines. Doing uh, accountant? Yeah, so the things will be finalized soon. Uh, probably in um, November or December I'll get in nice. touch with him and then... Well, he'll some give you more details. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, he also took me to his uh, private shipyard and he showed me the wow. processes and everything. He is really an amazing person. I am lucky to have met a leader like Blair and Katie McHale. And mm-hmm. I can, I have literally no words how to thank them. It, it is uh, mm-hmm. so important in my life. And we actually need leaders like them to make a difference to the community. It's, it's really awesome to have mm-hmm. leaders like them. Mm-hmm. So what is it exactly that they they work at McKill Marine and in their roles as leader in the community, what are the things that they do that are really impressive to you that you think more people need to do? Mm-hmm. So um, answering your first question, they yeah. Um, Sorry, that was two in one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, it's a transportation company where they import and uh, export uh, the steels and everything in Europe and in North America. Thanks. You did and, your research. Yeah, a little bit, not too much. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. 
and uh, answering your second question, they also support like students, awesome students who give back to the community. And mm-hmm. um, I read recently they donated about a million dollars uh, in one of the old age homes. I'm not sure though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they're uh, philanthropists sure. that really want to uh, support yeah. things that they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So. You do more than study and work and volunteer, and this is, I think, one of the reasons why people love your story, people gravitate towards you, and I know being at the award ceremony, you got one of the biggest applauses. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a, the best format over the radio, but you always come in with an amazing smile, a positive attitude, and always selfless, thinking about how can I help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of time you hear a lot of complaints from people, a lot of, oh, well, my life sucks, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The attitude that you bring is so refreshing, and mm-hmm. that's why people want to recognize you yeah. and put you forward to say this is an amazing example that we mm-hmm. should follow. So one of the ways that you spread happiness, and we're going to talk about it after the break, mm-hmm. is uh, through something called laughing yoga. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to hear more about that when we get back from Elise in Wonderland on the break. Thanks. Thanks, past Elise. So I hope that you guys enjoyed that interview. Apologies for the audio quality. Um, I need to invest in a great microphone. But that is just a little introduction to my friend Pramit. How incredible. Less than a year here in, in Canada and has achieved so much. 150 hours of volunteering throughout that less than a year, working as a peer tutor to give back, um, going to work, going to class full time. Uh, in my conversations with Pramit, he talks about the main barrier to his students that he meets is a fear of stepping out of their comfort zone and talking to new people. A fear, I imagine, is amplified in a new country uh, and a fear of speaking to English speakers and Canadians for fear of getting something wrong or coming across or being misunderstood um, and, of course, missing their families. I, a quote I wanted to share from him about leadership Uh, before I go into his next song, goes as follows. I asked him, in your mind, what makes an incredible leader? And he said, I think a leader is someone who is able to see things that others are not able to see. He's someone who is able to put together, uh, come together for a common purpose. A leader is not one who sees himself over somebody. It is about being able to harness everyone's aspirations and make it happen. They don't need to be superhuman. They don't need to know every possible thing. What difference you can make in the world is no more in terms of charity. How innovative is your business? That's the business now. Essentially, when you're running the organization, it means that in some ways you're managing maybe a thousand minds or 10,000 minds or millions. If you cannot even manage yours, how are you going to manage everyone else's mind? The success, even in business space, is about growth. How about people you are touching? How vast is your operation? Um, he said, for the first very time in history, we have the necessary resource uh, capabilities and technologies to address every human problem on the planet. But the only thing that is missing is consciousness. We're still thinking you versus me. We're not thinking me. Uh, I want to leave you with that quote, which will kind of lead in nicely to the second half of the show where we talk all about uh, his philosophies and how he gives back through laughter, 
which is uh, just an incredible thing. So this next song is called Laksha, uh, and it was a song that inspired Pramit. Laksha means goal. No matter what happens, no matter what difficulties come in his way, nothing will stop him to achieve his goal. I hope you enjoy this song, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks. Hello, welcome back to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. It is 5.32 p.m. and I am discussing my conversations with um, the incredible student uh, here, Pramit Mita. And I'm going to play a couple of his uh, clips now on some of his philosophies. I asked him, what has been your biggest challenge? And I also asked him, are there principles by which you live your life? He gave me a couple pretty interesting um, thought-provoking answers and then I will go into talking about his uh, how he started laughing yoga and a bit more about what laughing yoga is and maybe if I'm feeling up to it I might do a little bit of an exercise with you as well so uh, let's listen to the first clip by Pramit I'll be right back with you I think any challenge or problem is just a situation. When I first came to Canada, there were many new situations such as the communication barrier, the homesickness thing. And But I've been practicing yoga for a while. And what I've realized is that if you equip yourself in such a way, no matter what happens, you know how to make it into a wonderful possibility for yourself. Because what life throws at us is not our choice always. Life may throw all kinds of things at us, but what we make out of it is 100% our choice. So let, let the life throw whatever challenge or problem it wants to throw at me. I know I'll turn it into a tremendous possibility. And in fact, I have turned uh, many situations into a tremendous possibility. And to exercise this choice, uh, what I believe is that you have to be in a certain way within yourself. You have to be in a state of equanimity, balance and exuberance, no matter what life throws at you. The more active you are, the more unexpected things are likely to happen to you. So um, a good approach is instead of controlling what life throws at you, equipping yourself in such a way, no matter what life throws at you, you will make it uh, into a good possibility, a wonderful possibility. I think that's a good way to deal with any kind of uh, problems or challenges that you may face. I think uh, the way I live my life uh, keeps me motivated. Uh, there are main uh, six principles on the basis of which I live my life. First is, forget luck and live by intent. A few things may happen by chance, but if you wait for the chance, good things will happen to you. Only when uh, you're in your grave because <laughs> uh, things may take their own time. Even quantum theory says that if you try, you can actually walk through once uh, um, in a zillion times. You can walk through a wall because there um, is a pulsation of particles happening and you may walk through. It is just that before you reach that one zillionth time, you'll have a cracked skull. <laughs> when you live by chance, you also live in fear and anxiety. When you live by intent and capability, it does not matter what is happening or not happening. At least you are in control of what is happening to you. It's a more stable life. Second is uh, stop fixating on failure. 
for a committed man there is no such thing as failure if you fall down hundred times in the day it is hundred lessons learned if you commit yourself like this to creating what you really care for your mind get organized once your mind gets organized your emotions will get organized because the way you think is the way you feel once your thought and emotions are organized your energies um, and your very body will get organized once all these four are organized in one direction your ability to create and manifest what you want is phenomenal the third is uh, work with clarity what a human being uh, needs is clarity and not confidence if you walk through if you want to walk through a crowd of people uh, if you if your vision is clear and you can see uh, where everybody is you can uh, just walk through the whole crowd without touching anyone right but if your vision is not clear um, and you have you but you still have your confidence you'll definitely walk over everybody because there is no clarity people think that confidence is a good substitute it just cannot be so I think um, working with clarity is really important um, the fourth uh, principle is drop any calculations there is no need to aspire to greatness if you make the focus and ambit of your life well beyond the concerns of who you are you will anyways be a great human being if you look at certain people greatness happened to them not because they were seeking to be great but because their way of looking at life was way beyond what about me if you just drop this one calculation what about me from your head and function to the best of your ability in some way you will be really great because you will naturally be looking at what can I do about all the life around me so you will naturally enhance uh, your capabilities because there's so much to, to do uh, fifth is tune up your insight insight means you pay attention to life around you in such a way that you're able to see things that most people cannot see if there is no insight there is nothing to follow or toil for mediocrity can be transformed into something extraordinary only when there is a deep insight into something and the last uh, sixth principle is uh, set the cold standard in integrity integrity is important because um, you want to function in the world how much trust you generate with the people you interact with determines how easy or hard your daily efforts will be if there is an atmosphere of trust your ability to work will be greatly enhanced simply because everyone will pave the way for you rather than setting up impediments so yeah overall I think uh, the six principles uh, based on which I live my life keeps me uh, motivated and keeps me going welcome back everyone um, I feel like I went into a little bit of a of a trance there <laughs> so thank you thank you Pramit for the wise wise words um, so I'm gonna introduce now laughing yoga talk a little bit about what it is and for those who have not heard anything about it like I did before I was introduced um, I'll explain it so in my own research uh, if you have access to Google Google right now I highly recommend going to YouTube and looking up laughing yoga um, 
I found many videos for many different situations like laughing at work, laughing in a park, laughing at a social situation, um, laughing alone in your room. So imagine fields of people laughing. Now, this, this whole philosophy of laughing yoga was created in India in the 1990s by a doctor called Madan Katria, and he was quoted as saying, life is serious, death is serious, there's a lot of seriousness in the news, and we are paying a very heavy price for being serious. The time has come that we should take laughter seriously. There is some science behind laughing yoga uh, and its effects on our well-being and happiness. Laughter yoga is a series of breathing and relaxation exercises that stimulate happiness and merriment for better health. Was uh, And so this doctor in India first experimented with the therapeutic benefits of humor by accosting strangers in the park in Mumbai with jokes. He discovered that when he asked subjects to fake laugh, that these false laughs eventually became genuine. Laughter is associated with improved heart rate, immune system functions, lower blood pressure, reduce, uh, reduction in stress hormone, and actually humor has been prescribed in other fields for its therapeutic effects. Um, who knew? So, also, so if you're at home, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to take a deep breath. If you're listening and in your car or are in a judgment-free zone, please follow along with me. Please don't do this if you're driving, though, because it requires you to clap. Um, start with some deep, fast clapping deep breathing, and uh, if you're with someone, give them a little greeting. Uh, in India, it's namaste. In Western cultures, you might shake hands. They do differentiate in, in laughing yoga practice. And some of the different uh, laughter, uh, I guess, methods that I found are you could um, do a milkshake laughter, which is apparently uh, laughing like you would uh, shake up a drink. <laughs> I'm not going to do an impression over the radio. Uh, an argument laughter, so pointing at someone accusatory and laughing. And actually, the more you do this, the more ridiculous it seems, and the more genuinely you will laugh. The visa bill laughter, you got a bill, pretend you have a bill, hold it in your hands like you're going to open it and look at it and... Oh my gosh, it's so ridiculously high, I have to laugh. These are all of the tenets of laughter yoga, the different ways that you can practice. And uh, this is something that Pramit has brought to the college that people are really fascinated with. I'm going to play this quick uh, clip now of him explaining laughter yoga. And uh, maybe some of you at home will get some laughs. Be right back. All right, we are back with Pramit Mehta, who is talking to us about his incredible experience coming here, um, the honor he's had to meet people like Blair and Kathy McKeel, who are philanthropists in our community that are, are seeking out amazing students like you uh, and supporting them. So one of the initiatives that you started here is something called Laughing Yoga. It's something that people kind of know a little bit about or they don't fully understand what it is or they think it's just laughing and there's no other benefits. So tell us, start with how you got the inspiration to do this and tell me a little bit more about what is laughing yoga. Mm -hmm. 
So I actually practice uh, the yoga and uh, meditation. Even when I was back in India, I continue that doing while even I'm in Canada. And I met Sally Simpson, the career coach at Mohawk, who, by the way, is a fantastic person and has helped me a lot. Um, so I met her at one of the Be Career Ready workshops, and we were discussing about yoga. And then we came up with an idea of starting Laughing Yoga in the college. So as a co-founder of Laughing Yoga Club, I promote Laughing Yoga and its importance in the college. We would do an, uh, uh, we would do Laughing Yoga sessions in the college for about half an hour once a week. Um, so and some of the exercises that we do is uh, like I really like these ones: the the high-five laughter, the angry laugh, the witch laugh. Yeah, the cell phone bill laughter. So there's there's really cool things that we do. And laughing yoga is a revolutionary idea. A simple and profound developed by a medical doctor from India, uh, Dr. Madan Kataria. So the concept is based on the scientific fact that uh, the body cannot differentiate between the fake laughter and the real laughter. So one gets the same psychological and physiological benefits and some of the benefits are you get uh, it changes your mood uh, it beats stress strengthens immune system it brings positive energy mm. and I actually did laughing yoga session before I had an interview at the learning support center and I got the job offer in just 10 minutes <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. they're like I just love something about you it's great yeah yeah so and uh, what the first Christmas day in Canada well, my, my first Christmas day in Canada I spent uh, doing laughing yoga at the core park. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, the plan was to do laughing yoga with the homeless people in Hamilton around that area, but it was so cold they just waved at us. And but we continued doing laughing. They didn't yoga. want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what did you? So you had a group of people at Gore Park that was bringing this into kind of the outdoor space. And so what? Do, what do people? How are people reacting when they walk by and see a group of people doing a witch laugh? they will look at us and they will start laughing. <laughs> so that's the intent. <laughs> yeah, that's the intent, right? Of laughing yoga. It will make them laugh, right? <laughs> that's a great answer. So uh, how do you start a session? You will just... Do you explain to people that are new to it why we're doing it? Or do you just say, okay, we're going to get together at 9, people come at 9, and you start laughing? Yeah. How, so, does, it go, how does it work? So it's a pre-planned thing. Every mm-hmm. Wednesday about uh, at 12 o'clock, uh, I and Sally Simpson, and there are other co-founders as well. So we meet up at a place, and yeah. like uh, one of the being one of the co-founders of the Laughing Yoga Club, my job is to um, bring more students mm-hmm. and uh, people around Hamilton to the college to practice Laughing Yoga. So like when we, we we start with some of the exercises and then we practice it for about half an hour. So what are the exercises? So as I mentioned earlier, yeah. it's a high five laughter, the angry. What's laugh- a high five laughter? So you actually laugh. Uh, and high five. Have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just start laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you find it's infectious to everyone. Does it turn from a fake laugh to a real laugh real eventually? Laughter. Yeah, actually, actually. <laughs> Half an hour seems like a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but time flies by. You never know. You can, you can come to our, one of uh, the sessions and then you'll notice. Maybe I will. Yeah. I actually did read this probably similar um, similar research around if you hold a fake smile for 30 seconds eventually it will turn into a real smile your brain can't differentiate and you feel happy (laughs) so okay that's great advice so where can people find you then every wednesday you said where can people join you for laughing yoga it's in i wing i 104 
So at Mohawk College Fennel Campus, I-104, mm-hmm. uh, and what time and day? Uh, 12 uh, o'clock in the afternoon, Wednesday. Every but, Wednesday. Yeah, but like we keep on changing time, so okay. like, yeah, I need to keep them updated about <laughs> No problem. Where can people find updates? Um, we actually post on LinkedIn. Uh, okay. Yeah. And is it through a Laughing Yoga LinkedIn site? No, the, we actually co-founders uh, post oh. them on LinkedIn. So, okay. Yeah. So people will look you up on LinkedIn yeah. and be able to find it. Okay, what I'll do for those listeners out there, uh, I'm going to post something as well, maybe a link to your LinkedIn profile on our Facebook page for the mm-hmm. radio station. Uh, for those of you who haven't joined yet, it's Elise in Wonderland at Elise1015, and I will put that information up there on where to find out more. That's great. So have you found it has gotten a positive... Have you had more join, people join and people talk about you? Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it has really worked out well. Uh, initially, there was not too much people uh, mm-hmm. there, but like uh, we started promoting Laughing Yoga. And recently, like we had uh, the, the Laughing Yoga session at the Arni where um, there were like people from Mohawk, the staff members from Mohawk. I wasn't there that day because I had to be at my uh, sister's wedding thing. So um, yeah, so to be and just a sidetrack, the wedding thing in the Indian wedding thing is about a week long. So. Uh- <laughs> so the same sister uh, yeah, the getting same married. Sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So yeah, were they was... doing this as part of a workshop then for the staff? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like we don't laugh enough around here. This is good. <laughs> yeah. You have a great laugh, do you? <laughs> Thank you. Um, anything else that you want to tell the listeners about laughing yoga? Yeah. So I would say just be positive and keep laughing because. Uh, <laughs> um, life is too short and just enjoy the moment that is what i have been uh, trying to work upon i would mm-hmm. just be at the moment and not worry too much about the past and about the future mm-hmm. yeah that's a great lesson thank you uh just to wrap up our show now i asked Pramit really quickly what his goals were moving forward uh, and we'll end on this note to be really honest, I want to see myself grow continuously as a great leader and touch upon lives of millions and billions of people around me, irrespective of what location it is or the position or status. I just want to see myself grow continuously as a as a great leader. So with that thought, I challenge you to see the positive and to see all obstacles as a way to better yourself. We can all take a page from Pramit and think less about what about me and more about what can I do to improve the world around me. Uh, I want to give a sincere thank you to Pramit Mehta, who I hope is listening, and, uh, and, and greetings to his parents who are visiting from India and Canada. I hope you're enjoying the poutine, Dad. So some closing thoughts um, to leave you with. I hope you enjoyed the episode. So next week we have an incredible guest in the studio. His name is Jamshed Terrell. He is the program coordinator for the music program here at Mohawk, and he has a long history of um, traveling the world from growing up, from being born in India, growing up in Dubai, and having an education through an English boarding school and falling in love with music and writing songs for Disney, now to his love of teaching. Um, we have about five million different ideas for episodes we'd like to do together, but next week, Thursday at 5 p.m., we'll hear more from Jamshed and uh, learn more about his life. So again, I'm going to end off our episode with uh, a final song before I go into uh, the 6 p.m. show, Under the Covers with John Conway. 
This final song's from Pramit, of course, again. It's a song called Ashayen, um, which means desire. He let me know that he works hard and to achieve his desires. There will be adversaries in his journey who will try to put him down. There will be hard times, but no matter what, happiness uh, will bring him through. Thank you again for listening to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk, and I'll see you next Thursday.